And here we go. Okay, perfect. Uh, well, good morning and welcome to the Elevated Life Podcast. I'm Noelle Quarrel, your host, and this is episode 13. And today we're going to be talking about vaccines, vaccine ingredients, and the, the many, many um, topics of discussion around vaccines with my friend and expert and all-around health guru, Terry Tillert. Um, welcome, Terry. Well, thank you, Nicole. Uh, Noel, I really appreciate you having me. I'm excited to be here. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. This is a subject that I've had fun with in the past, and uh, I like to mess with people's, you know, sense of even common sense issues around it, and we can dive in as deep as you'd like. So I'm excited about it, and I'll let you get us kicked off. Okay, great. Well, you know, I want to just say to anyone listening who doesn't know Terry, Terry is a very outspoken, honest to the point person, which is what I love about him. I really, when I first started hearing Terry talk and do his YouTube videos on all different health topics and all different misconceptions that we have around uh, health and disease, it's, it's just, he reminded me actually of me, which could be kind of egotistical of me to say, but he, when I hear him talk, I feel like he's, he says so much of what I have been hearing myself say, and it's so nice to find someone else who feels so passionately about these topics like I do. And I'm also a very straight to the point person. I don't really sugarcoat things. I, I believe that it's honesty is really the best policy. And a lot of times people aren't ready for the truth, but I know that you and I are on the same page when it comes to delivering the truth about how the body really heals and how the body really gets sick and what really causes these things. So I'm, I'm very excited also to talk about vaccines with you today. So I think I'm going to ask you the first question, which is, um, you know, how many, okay. When people come to you for help, uh, do they ask you about vaccines as you're working with them or helping them? Does, is this a topic that automatically comes up? Or do you, do you just kind of educate them on them because they don't know? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't say that it's never come up. I mean, once in a while you do come across very aware people who, who've been in tune for their, with their health for several years. They've been on the journey. They're trying to figure it out. And then they eventually come to me because there's some you know, missing pieces of the puzzle. And a lot of times people need a certain level of health awareness before they're going to reach out to uh, an expert that doesn't recommend poison. <laughs> yeah. You know, our society is so conditioned that the only people you go and see are, are poison merchants when you're sick. So they have to have some level of awareness before they find people like you and I. And uh, so, I mean, I have had people ask it, but very, very, very rare is someone saying, I have XYZ problem and I think it was caused by, uh, unless, they're, unless it's a parent talking about a child and then they say, you know, something hasn't been right since. <laughs> and I've been doing a little bit of research yeah. and I'm thinking there's a connection. And, and my answer, well, of, of course there's a connection because my answer is this, any exposure to poison mm -hmm. has a possible connection yeah. and you cannot study the ingredients in vaccines and not recognize that there are absolutely very clear, well-documented poisonous substances in there, verifiable yeah. by PubMed, verifiable by the MSDS, verifiable by EWG, by the EPA, by any uh, OSHA standards, 
they have safety protocols around almost every substance in the damn That's vaccine. That's right. That's right. <laughs> like you could picture when if people look at the ingre ingredients in vaccines, you could just picture the scientists all wearing like full hazard ha hazard suits when they're even handling any of these ingredients. Like they, they would have to be wearing full head to toe because any single one of these ingredients on its own is extraordinarily toxic and carcinogenic to every, to every degree. And then, uh, and then what they do is they combine a ton of them together in one vaccine. So it's fascinating to me. You know, I, would you like to just start, like one of the first places I, I begin with people when I'm working with them is I always, ask a, I always ask about vaccinations, especially not even just when I'm dealing with children, but when I'm dealing with adults. Because um, I have come to believe, and I want to hear your opinion on this too, I've come to believe that I actually think almost every single childhood quote-unquote disease is actually caused, directly caused by, or directly attributed to, partially, the vaccines that that baby received uh, that has caused cellular mutations and such high levels of toxicity to build up in that, that baby child's body. So then they get these rare forms of cancer or sudden infant death syndrome and all that stuff. Um, and so what, what, that's what I believe. I also believe that uh, most autoimmune disorders or dysfunctioning digestive systems can also be linked to or attributed to the vaccines as well or be traced back to where vaccines started to injure the my, the microflora content and quality in the digestive system and that in as a person goes through life has will attribute to the onset of autoimmune disorders That's, yeah well, i mean i i mean i'm i i most certainly agree with your basic premise but beyond what i think because i think a big problem in our society is we equate beliefs with facts. So, I mean, the, the, the difference, the thing I want to add to this is that I, I've read thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of studies. I know what the research data states, and the research data, by and large, does agree with you. And the, the, the caveat to that, I'll add, is that in fairness to some of the parents and children out there, that there are some children with health problems that didn't get vaccinated, yes. <clears throat> for, yes, which yes. They, for which they may not understand how that happened. But... I would also add that vaccines have the potential to create multi-generational uh, health problems and multi-generational damage. So the child may not have received vaccines, but there is a part of them that could still be damaged by it. And so by that, I mean, yeah. let's, suppose, let's suppose the parents were exposed during pregnancy, pre-pregnancy. Uh, it doesn't really matter when they were exposed. If they were exposed to mercury or aluminum just to take simple examples at any chapter of their life from any source the vaccines being one of the number one sources of exposure of course but from any source if their body for whatever reason <clears throat> never created the internal environment to remove those poisons they could have passed on those residual poisons the same thing uh, would be said for deficiencies Disease, this, 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 this absurd medical model that one 
one super commie bug causes all diseases. Every disease has got a commie bug linked to it. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but deficiencies, which is extremely well documented in the research data, not, it's not a fallacy or a concept. Let's just take right. vitamin D, one of the most well studied and, and most talked about. If the parents had a vitamin D deficiency during pregnancy in utero, that mother has no vitamin D to pass on to that child. Then the same lifestyle habits that they had pre-pregnancy that, uh, that created low vitamin D deficiency is precisely what they pass on to the child because if they've got this uh, multi-generational fear instilled of them uh, of avoiding the sun, well, guess what they're going to do with that child? They're going to keep them out of the sun like crazy. They're going to slather on poisonous chemicals and Blah, blah, blah. The cycle continues. So just in fairness to those parents who didn't vaccinate, the, but the issues are still the same. <laughs> the issues yeah. are still the same at the end of the day. But yes. in, in the modern day child, in 95% yes, yes. well, of the I, modern day children, absolutely correct. I agree. Well, every, every time I hear these cases of, you know, a two-year-old getting liver cancer or neuroblastoma, which is used to be unheard of and beyond rare, and now it's more and more common, or... Uh, childhood diabetes or, you know, um, type one diabetes or pediatric diabetes, whatever they call, want to call it. Uh, all of these things, I, you know, if, if I, I ask this of parents, though, I think just, just imagine if for a minute you entertain the thought that every single illness that your child is experiencing or has experienced can be directly attributed to the vaccines. Well, minus the antibiotics, minus the medications, before the medications and antibiotics, just assuming that the vaccines are all the child has had before they, they have this il an illness, just imagine that vaccines are the cause. And now I'm, I'm speaking, I'm a, I'm a parent who has never vaccinated either one of my children. They've never had one single vaccine in their entire life. And I can tell you that I also know hundreds and hundreds of other parents personally who they have kids they haven't vaccinated. And within the same family, sometimes you'll have one child that was vaccinated but had such adverse reactions or such horrible uh, immune system issues afterwards, the parents decided not to vaccinate the subsequent children and the difference in their health is just astronomical and so I know all different types of parents and what I will say is by and large children who are not vaccinated they seem to avoid all of these what are considered common childhood illnesses the reoccurring ear infections anaphylactic allergic reactions skin problems asthma allergies um, you know, recurrent strep throat bronchitis, all these things that are considered normal for kids, which aren't normal, um, are usually happening with vaccinated children because I can attest to the fact that my two children have literally never had an antibiotic in their life because they've never been ill long enough that I would ever think of even offering them. I think that antibiotics should be, um, you know, really kind of last case scenario or life or death is how I look at antibiotics. But uh, I think um, if, if when it comes to children, uh, they've never had high fevers or infections or strep throats or flus. They don't even really get sick like that. They'll get sick for a day if they catch something and then they get over it and they're on with their life. So that's the difference that I've noticed 
personally through and with other parents I know that when your child's not vaccinated, their immune system actually has a chance to develop normally and has a chance to strengthen as it's designed to. Well, I, like you touched on a great point. I, I've never heard of, and I don't think it would be in the realm of scientific possibility uh, for anyone being objective. And if we ran a, ran a series of tests, there's no way something wouldn't show up where we took a parent who vaccinated their first child and then subsequently halted vaccinations. There's no comparison <clears throat> in the health between those children. And yeah. there's no parent in the world that wouldn't, that wouldn't attest to that yeah. and say, yeah, trust me, I, I did with the first seven and number eight I didn't. Uh, there's yes. a huge difference between eight and the other seven. Yes. For sure, yeah. for sure. So should we not just have rice chips, the chip from yesterday? Mm -hmm. no, let me mute this. Somebody else is on the line. Okay, there we go. So, yeah. Um, so I would, I, you know, I agree, Terry. It's like, uh, you know, are you there? I am. Yep. Let's see. Somebody is on video. Okay. I'm a, I hit the wrong button. Let me just make sure I got this right. So, um, yeah, I, I would, you know, I, I think now would be a great time to discuss the ingredients in vaccines because this is where we can really, you know, show what's going on. Um, you know, you know, when you first have a child, and let's say you breastfeed that child, and uh, and which is what I personally did uh, for two years, and then you take all this time it to really, um, you know, make sure your child is getting all the nutrients they need, and you're you're so you're so obsessively careful with a, your first child. I mean, obsessively, you want to do everything perfect. And and when you go to start feeding them their first foods, you make sure that they have carrots and and you know vegetables, and you do one at a time and introduce the foods one at a time. You're so careful. And if you're buying you know baby food, you buy organic baby food, and you make sure there's nothing in it, and you're you know, or you make your own and, and we do all these things that are, we're obsessed with every little thing going in your, our baby's mouth. And yet we bring them to the doctor and without thinking twice, let the doctor inject our perfect specimen of a perfect child baby with all these ingredients that the parent, 99% of all parents have absolutely no concept I've never talked to one parent who has ever read the ingredients in vaccine. I've never talked to one parent, Terry, in 18 years. 18 years, I never talked to one parent who vaccinated their child, but before they vaccinated, they actually read the ingredients or even looked up the ingredients. It's never happened. I've never met that person. So that is always the most shocking part for me as, an, as a parent. How could you not read the ingredients before vaccinating, then all your alarm bells as an intuitive being and parent would start to go off. But nobody reads them. And I think people just don't even think they have access to the ingredients. I mean... What? And, and no different than the vaccine inserts. So you're making such great points. I mean, women are extremely careful. This it's been known that even wild, street addicted heroin crack <laughs> users, really serious drug users, will cease to do it during the pregnancy yes. somehow. 
magically, yeah. even though they hadn't done it for 20 years, and yeah. they start back up the day the pregnancy ends sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. they find a way to say, oh, my God, I want to make sure I'm not introducing this poison to the baby. <clears throat> and yet they've got vaccine inserts and Google on their side in 2017. Like there, there, You could make excuses for people. Uh, in 1980, uh, in 1970, in 1960, right, this, right. the data might not have been available. But right. in 2017, I hate to, I hate no to say excuses. it. But there's no excuses. It's so no. e all the vaccine documentaries, all the experts that are outspoken, all the YouTube videos, all the blogs. All I mean, it's so damn easy. Even if you think vaccines are the most miraculous, wonderful thing, as you've been programmed since a child to believe, why would you not at least double check? Like, on what planet would you come to my house, even as someone, uh, <clears throat> you know, involved in the health world, and I just pulled out a needle out of nowhere, and I filled it up with a bunch of things in the kitchen, just yeah. things that you use in the kitchen that you're yes. using on a daily basis. That's right. And, and I approached your child with that needle with yeah. dish soap in it, just your dish soap that you wash every day, yeah. and I use some of your, any, Windex, any of a little kitchen. Windex, a little Windex, a little MSG to make it taste good, you know, because yeah. the because there's lots of other plausible explanations for MSG being in the vaccine. Are, are you kidding me? What is wrong with people? Yeah. And I approach your child, this needle, and you're not going to back away. You're going to have zero hesitation. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, you're going to say, yeah, sure, go ahead. Oh, 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 come on. Yeah. Trust me, I'm a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. No, I just saw what you put in that thing. That doesn't seem right to me. That's no. why I really get frustrated with parents. I mean, I try not to. I try to be, I try to be understanding and compassionate. But I have to tell you, Terry, I've never had a client that I've worked with uh, who, before they, before let's say they even had children, where I discuss vaccines, who after they had a child vaccinated. I, I don't have one client after they worked with me that that can that decided to vaccinate only simply because they did, I told them you need to educate yourself I don't even I don't even do it I don't do the education I just say you need to educate yourself read I'm not going to do it for you you need to read about this so let's start Terry let's go through some of these ingredients that I have up on my screen I mean because this is the part I hate to say it's like I I actually enjoy talking about because if you see my screen right yep okay so let's talk about one of my favorites to talk about is hepatitis b now it is going to go down in history as one of the most toxic dangerous vaccines ever formulated in the history of the world and ironically it has some of the fewest ingredients out of any vaccine yet they're so toxic the combination of the vac uh, ingredients is so toxic you can go on youtube right now so anybody listening to this you can go on youtube right now put in hepatitis v vaccine reaction hepatitis b vaccine reaction you're going to pull up hundreds and hundreds of youtube videos you can also do the same thing with the gardasil vaccine probably the single most dangerous toxic vaccine ever invented to cause the most immediate vaccine. I mean, it's not even a delay. It's immediate vaccine injuries. Um, you can go on YouTube and look those up as well. And also, uh, before I move on, the third ones is look up, look up our vets, look up our soldiers 
who are used as guinea pigs nowadays, where they're injected with all sorts of vaccines that are not made for the general public yet. And they come back with all sorts of rare illnesses they've never seen before and cancers they've never seen before. And these are vets being literally used as guinea pigs with vaccines. So, um, but before, let's go into the hepatitis B. And, and why don't you just read these ingredients, Terry? Read them so people who are listening can hear them. You got <clears throat> the Recombivax, is that the one you're talking about? The uh, hepatitis B. Yeah, either one, yes. Uh-huh, either, either one. Yeah, sure. Uh, all right, aluminum hydroxide, yeast protein, sodium chloride, disodium phosphate dihydrate, di sodium dihydrogen phosphate dihydrate. Uh, you know, that's just one of them. Um, and then the other one's got formaldehyde, you know, aluminum sulfate, you know, a few other ingredients. But, you know, my question to people is this. And aluminum hydroxyphosphate sulfate. Right. I, I don't even know what that is. Do you, or amorphous aluminum. There's three different versions of aluminum in this vaccine. Potassium aluminum sulfate, amorphous aluminum hydroxyphosphate sulfate. Oh, two different. I, and formaldehyde and yeast protein, which means most likely MSG. And what do you know what that is? What are those ingredients? What are they? I mean, only a really high-level chemist knows, but the <laughs> fact that you don't know is right. always my clue to people. Yeah. Like, like, if you interviewed the, the most uneducated, you know, kindergarten-educated, rural person in probably almost any country of the world or in this country or in any country, and you asked them and you cornered them and you said, Name a few foods that are, you know, truly healthy for you that you really want your baby to have. They'll still come up with the answers of fruits and vegetables. Yes. And, yes. and, and you know, if yes. I ask them, if you say, well, do you know, vitamins and minerals, they would say, yeah, your body needs those. If I say, does, you, does a child need drugs to be healthy? And they would probably at least at minimum give you a qualified answer. Yeah. And, and, and that was one of my videos was like, if vaccines had the intent of improving health all along, yeah. why is it a list of substances we've never heard of? You can't buy it in a multivitamin. You can't right. buy it in a health food store. Right. You, you, you can't pronounce any of them. You've never seen it. Where are the vitamins and the minerals? Where right. are all the things that have been injected for 50 or more years proven safe and effective? Like if they said, well, you don't understand, Terry. I just need to get this <coughs> virus exposure to the immune system, and then he'll be healthy. Why isn't it bathing in vitamin C and magnesium and zinc and bathing in all these other healthy things? If it, they just had to get the exposure because it was so critical that this one commie bug caused a, a, a shitstorm of health problems, so they needed to get you. Why did they have to bathe it in aluminum and mercury and formaldehyde and MSG to make it taste good? What explanation can you reasonably forward for any of or that? Would you, would you, there is not. Would you eat any of these ingredients on a spoon? And I always ask too, would you go under your sink? And I love the fact that you use that as an example because I always say that, Terry. It's so funny. I always say, would you go underneath your sink and pull out the most toxic ingredients underneath your sink? W do maybe not under your sink, but would you pull out Windex or Pledge or you know, the, 
the dishwashing liquid and would you pour it in a cup and drink it? I mean, that's just the question I would ask is would you, Never. would you pour any of those things in a cup and just drink it or, or, or better yet, just take a little bit on a teaspoon and, and eat it uh, or give it to your kid on a teaspoon. I mean, that's what I, that's what it is. Let's go to another vaccine. Um, I, I, let's talk about, because ha the reason I like happy, to talk about happy is, you know, they give that to newborns, right? Literally in the hospital now. You know that, right, Terry? Yep. It used to be two months they would wait for some reason. They would give it at the two-month point. Uh, now, when I had my daughter, they were trying to shove all sorts of vaccines in her before we even left the hospital. Of course, you know, I had the no vaccines thing. Uh, but three of the vaccines they wanted to give my daughter 18 years ago were actually are actually were later recalled and outlawed. <laughs> Ouch. I mean, which happens all the time. They 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 pull vaccines. People don't know this happens because it's there it's not in the news, right? They don't even know. But it happens behind the scenes all the time. Is they'll 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 see X amount of reactions happening in the doctor's office. So they'll pull the vaccine and reformulate it and put a new version out, or maybe just pull it all together because they realize, well, maybe we don't really need to require it. That happens all the time. But uh, let's talk about, um, let's talk about a few more. I want to talk about, let's talk about the MMR vaccine. There's three different versions here. Um, why don't you pick the, Middle one to read, um, Terry. The, the this is one of my favorite ones to read. The MMR. Sure, chick embryo cell culture. You know, because you know, injecting that sounds great. Wi thirty eight human diploid lung fibroblast MRC five cells sucrose hydrolyzed gelatin sodium chloride sorbitol monosodium glutamate MSG. sodium yeah MSG sodium phosphate dibasic human albumin. Sodium bicarbonate, potassium phosphate monobasic, potassium chloride, potassium phosphate dibasic, neomycin, and bovine calf serum. You know, dead babies, dead chickens, dead cows, MSG to make sure it still tastes good. Uh, <clears throat> what else could you possibly want in a vaccine to improve your health? Do you think, now, do you think that if you put these ingredients on a package and on a shelf in the grocery store that and made these ingredients like on the front of the package do you think that somebody would think that was food i, I you know it, it's so absurd for anyone to like the vaccine justifiers are, are are obscene to try and even remotely justify this stuff i mean you're trying to tell me that if i uh if, if my cat caught a mouse and i tried to fry up the the dead mouse brains and try to serve it to your child that you'd just be perfectly fine with that to begin with or worse yet i went and filled up the syringe and i tried to inject them with it i mean Listen, listen to this list. And for those who, who uh, you know, who belong to any religious affiliation of any kind, on what planet do you think that that is, you know, kosher with the religions, this dead babies and that's dead animals true. being injected oh, into people? Like, come is, on. That's so true, Terry. And that's such a good point because, you know, it's so funny because there's people get in such outrage over other things like stem cells. And look at what they're, what, look at those same people who are outraged over stem cells being used in research are this are 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 injecting 
every single one of their children with these vaccines. Yeah, pro-vaccine somehow. <laughs> yeah, <they're> pro-vaccine. <laughs> if you're not pro-vaccine, you're a murderer in many people's minds. You're, you're, they're, they're, the belief is you're going to murder your child. They, you, you're literally uh, wishing death upon them. So like what, read this last one. I'll just read one more because we're going to have to do this in two parts. We only have uh, seven minutes remaining on this one. So what we'll do is we'll break this up and we'll, we'll okay. on the neck. We'll do another one uh, and finish off with the vaccines. But you tell me, um, read the varicella, the Varivax uh, vaccine. This is, this is a real good one. Yeah. Hum, human embryonic lung cell cultures, guinea pig cell cultures. And by the way, that's them telling you that you're a guinea pig. Yeah. Human diploid cell cultures, human diploid cell cultures of different kinds, two different kinds, sucrose to make sure it tastes good, hydrolyzed gelatin, sodium chloride, MSG to make it taste good again. They're really concerned about the flavor of these things. I yeah, really admire them doing that. Yeah. I'm sure it has nothing to do with them trying to get your child addicted to their garbage uh, processed foods later in life. I'm sure it has nothing to do with that because these vaccines would never be about customer creation. That's anyway. a very interesting. <laughs> wow. That's such an interesting point. Yeah. Very. Yeah. yeah. So just finish out potassium phosphate, monobasic potassium chloride, EDTA, neomycin and fetal bovine serum. And, and, you know, just to round at the point I was making a minute ago. Ne neomycin. Isn't that an antibiotic? Absolutely. Okay. A dangerous one. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, but, but you, you can't stare at this list and forward <laughs> a really good explanation and remain intellectually honest, logically consistent, scientific based, and still have any shred of common sense. There only is one explanation for why these ingredients are in there. You don't put MSG and, and sucrose and artificial sweeteners in I a know. damn vaccine where there are no taste buds unless you are trying to create a future customer. Wow. That's you can't. So There's no other explanation. Gary, I never even thought about that. I have to be honest. I never even, I never even thought about that point that you're making. Uh, you know, it's just, it's incredible that you're making that point because I have always wondered why are they putting sucrose and MSG in vaccines? I mean, it's bad enough. The lung cultures, the pig cultures, the formaldehydes, the, the, the disodium phosphates, the neomycin, I mean, aluminum, the different form versions of aluminums. Uh, but I never thought about that. That's such a great point you're making. Well, the formaldehyde, what other explanation? What, what are they trying to do? Trying to uh, like pre save you on funeral costs by pre-embalming you? I mean, yeah. uh, and, they, and they say, well, we need it as a, we need it as a, you know, to kill off the viruses a and all this stuff. Yeah, sure. Well, why not iodine? I mean, yeah. there's my answer. Iodine is a well-known, documented, well serious deficiency. Yes. It, it, it's well-documented for doing the same things they claim formaldehyde does. Right. Humans need it. Infants have low, low, lower IQs from iodine deficiency. I mean, yes. It would be the most obvious choice on the planet. And you're trying to tell me that none of these scientists just, what, just never heard iodine. They couldn't have looked when they were looking up to decide which substance they would use that would fill this role. Iodine didn't cover the list in, 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 in six, seven, eight decades. Cut the crap. What other explanation can you forward if you studied iodine and you studied the purpose for, for the 
claimed purpose for formaldehyde, you couldn't come to any other conclusion. And the MSG and stuff, there only is one conclusion. I mean, if it's found in trace amounts in the food, in trace amounts of, in the food, it has a very direct, serious impact on the brain. Russell Blaylock talks about this, as do many other that's, experts. That's true. Absolutely. But I'm, I'm going to inject it at what of to, to call, uh, a highly addictive substance, no less. Highly addictive substance with zero purported ever documented health benefits uh, uh, that, that is used as a flavoring agent injected where there are no taste buds. Forward me another explanation. Let's I, I, I thought we were done, but I just want to read one more. The rotavirus. Sure. The rotavirus vaccine is one of the most I, it, asininely created vaccines ever because... I mean, it's just, it's just an insane, it's like, it's like the flu vaccine. It's just so asinine, but I mean, I'll read this amino acids, dextrin. Now I don't even know what this is. Dubelka. This is, this is obviously somebody's name who invented this Dubelkos cause it's capitalized Dubelkos modified Eagle medium. What is that? Is that from an Eagle? Is that from an absolute <laughs> Eagle? It's sodium chloride, potassium chloride, magnesium sulfite, ferric nitrate, sodium phosphate, sodium pyruvate, D-glucose, concentrated vitamin solution, L-cysteine, L-tyrosine, amino acid solutions, L2, they have all these numbers too, L250 glutamine, calcium chloride, sodium hydrocarbonate, phenol red, sorbitol, sucrose, Calcium carbonate, sterile water, but they sterilize the water. You see that? <laughs> the, water, <laughs> yeah. the water is sterile, though, just so you know. It's filtered. Okay. And, you got, and you have to put food <laughs> colorings in there to make it look pretty. Yeah, there's food <laughs> colorings. Because ba babies care about how it looks. Yeah, and <laughs> then they put in parentheses, porcine zero virus type one is present in rotorix pcv1 is not known to cause disease in humans and you know what i we're gonna have to jump off and and we're gonna have to um continue this and our we'll do a uh, follow-up in two seconds uh but i want to say it's so fascinating oh i just lost my train of thought with that but that's okay i will get back to it either way it's just it's just it's just mind-boggling mind-boggling do you want We'll, we're going to, let's hop off this one and we'll continue our next one in two seconds. I'll send you the new one. You'll send me the link. Okay, perfect. To be, to be continued. Uh, part one is done. We're going to move on to part two. Sounds great. Okay.